thanks for tuning in for another episode of Reminders. So this episode is a continuation of episodes four and five, where I was talking with my partner, Kara, about our intention for a spring reset, spring clean of the external environment, you know, decluttering our house and doing a deep clean in each of the rooms and setting our intention for each of the rooms. And then also correlating that to the internal environment as well, you know, kind of cleaning up our relationship to what we're fueling ourselves with and why we go to food. Because as I mentioned in that other episode, you know, that's that's been something that's been sort of an emotional crutch for me. So that's one of the big um, reasons for why I've been wanting to do something like this in general. And I think, um, not to speak for Kara, but I would imagine for her, a little bit more of her uh, motivation is more of the external, just getting getting our spaces really intentionally set energetically. Um, so those episodes was more of a informal conversation just about preparation for doing this thing. This one is more focused on specifically the, the focuses that we want to break down um, and put our energy into specifically, you know, socially, environmentally. We get into it in the episode, so I won't break it down here. Um, one thing that we did forget to mention that I'll just go ahead and put in the intro here is uh, the way that we're going to break down attending to the house. So I'm going to start with the top room of the house, the podcast lounge and studio up there, um, which has the attic space. And anyway, so just kind of working our way through each room and just really dedicating energy and kind of correlating that too to different aspects of ourself. You know, like what part of me am I going to be exercising or embodying in this room and sort of like correlating uh, our shadow work to those types of aspects that are kind of relevant to each room that we're focusing on cleaning and decluttering. So that was one thing that we did forget to mention. So just wanted to throw that out there. So that pretty much covers it. But if you have ever done a cleanse or detox or have done any spring cleaning that you have some word to the wise that you would like to share, just want to share about your experiences at all, um, definitely would love to hear it. Um, Feel free to throw your thoughts down in the comments below on YouTube. Um, I also just created a Discord server last week. So if you're unfamiliar with what that is, it's essentially like a forum server for a private group. I mean, this is a public group, but um, yeah, just kind of a microcosm of social media, sort of a more intentional space in the online realm. And um, it's in its infancy stage, so I definitely would love to have some like-minded, conscious individuals in there helping to build up some energy and uh, just sharing some inspiration, sharing your art, sharing your thoughts, whatever. Um, So I'll I'll go deeper into detail on my intentions of Discord at a later time, but I'm just throwing that out there. So we'd love to connect with you in any way, shape, or form. So appreciate you listening and tuning in. You want to kick it off? Uh, Yeah. So we've got different categories. We do. Yeah. So we have our social reset, journal, inner work reset. Kind of like uh, evening routine, morning routine. Without being too routined. Because yeah. that's something that we resist. Yeah. Um, free time reset. Yeah. It kind of goes with that last yeah. one. And, and then, then um, um, of course, the medicinal reset. And the food Which, reset. Yeah, goes along with food. Yeah. yeah. And then food our nice, so. environmental reset. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we got a five-fold thing here. Was that five categories? 
Who cares? There's numbers. like four categories with a couple subcategories. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's nice, stable approach. Cool. Stable like a table. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four through the door. <laughs> no, it rhymed, but it made no sense. Oh, well. <laughs> Rhymes are divine. <laughs> yeah. They don't even have to make sense. As no. long as it rhymes. Exactly. That's not what we're going for. All right. Okay. So, so... for a social reset, um, we are looking at spending more time connecting IRL. with our friends and our family and our loved ones and our neighbors more one-on-one in having, real life in real life with our voices with our voices Less with our faces yeah time right setting boundaries Earth. with our social media yeah yeah so what that's going to look like um i think for me doing like a goal of once a week calling someone on the phone mm-hmm. or you know, or it could be through social media, you know, yeah. voice memos and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like actually using my voice. Right. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think a lot, a lot of communication gets, um, I have a tendency to say perverted. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of communication gets perverted when you take when out the- When you're in the, the uh, equation. <laughs> when you take out the tone of voice, inflections, yeah. the actual humanity right. of the words. Yeah. Like, dude, words are like- the lowest part of the totem pole when it comes to communication. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, actual, body language yeah. is so much of it. Yeah. Tone of voice, which I know I, I could do better in enlivening the, the the tones with which I speak. I have a tendency to, like, um, speak kind of monotoned and um, mumble. I also have, what? And mumble. Yeah. And, and then on the flip side, I also have the tendency to, like, speak a little bit more harsh than I actually mean to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, dude, practice. Just, like, practice using your voice. Yeah. Um, you know, as a 30-year-old millennial, I mean, text has been my primary form of, yeah. like, at least as far as daily conversation goes with friends, you mm-hmm. know? Like, back in the, uh, the AIM days, instant messenger, you know? I like, remember. Yeah. And then, of course, your MySpaces. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Facebook is stuck around. Oh, man. I was I was stoked about that one going old school and having something better than that. And I still believe that, 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 we're, that we're making our way towards that. That's honestly something that I, I... I feel that it'll be sort of a microcosm of the macrocosm. I feel that we will start, as communities, mm-hmm. start breaking down this, like, overarching, you know... I'm from this country, like, you know, this global network that we're, we're all, especially with Facebook and with the internet, we're tapped into this global culture in a certain sense. And I feel that that's where a lot of the uh, perversion of our communication. <laughs> so we need like, to get you a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, obviously not. I'm just having fun with it. But you know what I mean? I think that local communities are going to start to be more are they going to be stronger? Yeah. They're going to have stronger mm-hmm. bonds in local scenes rather yeah. than in, let's all be a part of one big community, which like, yeah, of course we are. We are a part of the earthly community of mm-hmm. a species on earth, you know? Um, but I feel that people will be able to bond together when we focus on what, you know, our individual strengths are, what our individual um, worldviews are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that ours is the right one. 
It's just like, yo, you see things that way. You want to you wanna structure your community in that way? That's awesome. You do that. You do you, you know? Mm-hmm. I may not see eye to eye with that, but we can respect that we each can do things a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think honoring that. Anyway, I brought that up to say that, like, I feel like social media moving forward, I can envision there being, like, more... Uh, smaller tailored social medias rather than us Mm -hmm. all being on facebook yeah like us being on like one discord community or something like that i feel Mm -hmm. like discord is sort of a step in that direction as far as like small communities you know like Mm -hmm. like facebook groups but like its own engine and uh own platform and stuff yeah you know i haven't checked out discord yet yeah i i first got introduced to discord through noah's discord through synchronicity podcast and I was on it, and I honestly this like, I mean, there's a learning curve to any new platform. Like when I first got TikTok mm-hmm. years ago, way before you you got into it, um, mm-hmm. because Noah was talking about it on Synchronicity Podcast. He was like, <laughs> "This is going to be the new social media. Like if you're sleeping on it, get on it." And I was, I checked it out. Yeah. And I was like, 15 seconds, because at that point it was only 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, 15 second videos. What am I going to do as a musician in 15 seconds? You know, it's just like not for me, and. um Sort of same deal with Discord. I was just like, eh, yeah, eh, eh. It's just forums, whatever. Yeah, I, like his is mostly geared towards crypto, crypto mm-hmm. bros. Right. I wasn't really into that, but hey. <laughs> now you are. Now I have some crypto <laughs> thanks to that. Server. Yeah, right. Legit. Someone, uh, they've been doing these coin giveaways on Noah's Synchronicity Discord, and uh, I won one point two Avax. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me into crypto. I yeah. mean, that's a whole thing we don't need to get into. Right, but, um, right. But, but it could be an yeah. upset all in itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what kind of boundaries do you want to set up around your social media use? So we were talking about doing like business hours mm-hmm. um, rather than having access to social media 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Treating it like a store. You know, stores yeah. close right. at a certain time mm-hmm. at night, right? Bars close. Bars close. Yeah. Yeah. People turn off their uh, porch lights. <laughs> Don't be knocking on my door at 1 a.m. unless I let you know that we're we're partying and that swing on through. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think business hours is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Just having a limit, a time, a time window, mm-hmm. and when it's past that, just setting that boundary. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to uninstall the apps for my phone, mm-hmm. but I was also thinking as a maybe alternative, maybe both, um, just having like my phone plugged in and like in the kitchen, it's yeah. like my phone, treating it almost like a landline, mm-hmm. you know, rather mm-hmm. than this like device that I, this little robot. Keep in your back I, pocket yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And always, always in reasonable. your line of vision. Yeah. 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 Constantly being mm-hmm. tempted to check. What's going on? Right. And, and our window. What am I missing out the, on? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's this. It's this portal. This window into this digital matrix that we're all getting. Honestly, our brains are getting hijacked by this stuff. Legit. Um, at one point, it would be cool if we talked about the social dilemma, the documentary oh, yeah. that talks mm-hmm. just exactly what I was scratching the surface of. In that last statement, they go into some serious detail and. Uh, it just, it was mind-blowing. It wasn't 
brand new information right. that really did connect the dots. I know mm-hmm. I've said that to you. I know. You've heard me <laughs> say that to people at least a dozen times, but like it's true. That's the way I relate to no, it. Like, yeah. it. It really connected the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that'd be a good one to get Jacob on for, get some Gen Z perspective. Yeah, yeah. And Did he, he just, say he watched it? He just said he watched it in a class at the school, so he might have, like, oh, you know, nice, like... nice, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my little brother Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. that's where I'm at with it, just mm-hmm. those limitations. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you've been off social media right. for, like, months, right? Yeah, since, like, November. You've been off Facebook and Instagram. I've been, right, I've still had... TikTok, which I feel like I have a mostly good relationship with. I, I, yeah, I definitely right. tend to binge every once in a while on it. But, but they're not like, like hour binges. But no, it's not, no. You know, like 20 minutes, yeah. half hour maybe. You know, I mean, I have gotten the message once from TikTok like, hey, you've been scrolling for a while. Maybe it's time to stop. I'm like, okay, the, the TikTok is telling like me. like creators? No, from the app. Like really? there was like a block and it was like. Oh, I've never gotten that. And it was only once and it was like pretty much like right when I got on TikTok. So like, I don't know if they you said do no, that and they're anymore. Like, She's not into it. Don't send her the alerts. She's in. Uh, like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. I some, for some reason have that setting on YouTube. It oh, tells really? me like every day, like <laughs> dismiss. Well, yeah. I don't just go ahead and change the settings. I'm Cause not... it definitely doesn't deter me. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have been spending a lot of time on YouTube yeah. lately, so yeah. that would be maybe something to, like, keep the phone in one location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube's but never been my thing. It really hadn't been for me until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's just certain podcasts that I'll watch on YouTube and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, i getting into some nerdy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely am going to take your lead on, you know, in real life connecting with my friends especially my family like yeah you know it's it's not hard to pick up my phone and call my grandma like and so important yeah. and like world tour. yeah and I, I definitely tend to just go with the flow of what's happening and like my friends are the ones that reach out to me and it would be nice if i could flip it and be the ones to reach out and like make plans for in person because i i don't really like to talk on the phone yeah. Um, I get distracted and I feel like it's a little ungrounding. It is. It's ungrounding. And I, I just like texting per, and yeah. And I don't text a it's lot just, either. It's, a, it's a, the pressure's on. Yeah. Because with text, you can ignore it. Right. Like a lot of people have the tendency mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. You know, when you're on the phone with someone, yeah, you gotta perform. Right. You know, but it is still a little bit ungrounded and that mm-hmm. like you're, you're just hearing or seeing someone's thoughts. Yeah. You're not seeing their body language. You're not. Mm-hmm inhabiting physical mm-hmm. energy and space with them yeah and that's that's a huge part of communication it is, yeah. did we talk about that on the last episode um i don't remember i was it was this idea that um i can't remember where it came from oh it was just like an insight i had uh when you and i were having some like intense conversations a few weeks maybe a month or two ago mm-hmm. um it was that night that we were like talking to like 4 a.m. or whatever and I was talking about how I was thinking about how communication happens on subtle levels yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that our emotions as soon as you walk in the door mm-hmm. with someone your emotions are already communicating to one another yeah whether you consciously realize it or not mm-hmm. you feel the vibe of the room right you know you're emoting you're empathizing with the energy mm-hmm. of the room yeah whoever's in it right and that's what we were talking about like one like one of us gets home like hugging getting that heart to heart to like regulate into the same energy of being yeah. in the same house and like 
when you see your friends, give them a hug, you know, mm-hmm. regulate yourselves yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 If your friends like to hug. <laughs> but that's what's sometimes ungrounding about that because, you know, especially with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. people are now, which is just such a toxic byproduct of something that was already ugly. Yeah. You know, but just got so, the, the ugliness was just, I feel unnecessarily, but that's a judgment. It was sadly amplified the ugliness. Mm-hmm. Like, and part of that big shadow and byproduct of COVID has been this, like, amplification of social anxiety and this idea that like physical touch is dangerous mm-hmm. you know which is a dangerous mentality i'm sorry it is you know yeah so many people Heart are touch deprived not even knowing yeah that's so true yeah yeah i mean talk about just like you know yeah chemical makeup of of the human you know we need that um was it oxytocin yeah <laughs> i remember one time i was like in high school and my mom just like <laughs> So I don't remember what we were talking about, but she just so seriously turned to me and she goes, if you don't touch babies, they'll die. And, like, it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. But Why isn't it, that a job? But it is, though. People, like, is in uh, hospitals and stuff, people volunteer to, like, just come and sit with the babies and, like, put their, put oh, babies, wow. like, on their chest. Yeah. And, like, just there to so have that skin-to-skin true. connection. Oh, man. But it's just... I. I just always think about that every once in a while. She's just, I don't remember what we were talking about. And it wasn't just like out of the blue, but it's just like, if you don't touch babies, they'll die. Like she just said it so seriously. Like this is information you need to know. You cannot go the rest of your life without knowing. It's been keeping it up that night. (laughs) (laughs) It tickled me. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, people need touch. And just, I mean, platonic touch. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mm. I love that example though, because that, that brings it home, you know, like, when we first arrived on this planet mm-hmm. outside of our mother, you know, like we immediately need that reassurance from the universe, mm-hmm. you know, that embrace. Yeah. And you think we don't need that as right. grown babies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, we go from this little tiny sack to like out in this world. Um, the world just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also getting smaller as, yeah. as we maybe shift our identity of how we relate to what we're here in. I uh, recorded another podcast this morning um, for the for the full moon. I was sort of talking about that, you know, just the um, the non duality perspective of just like you know we aren't separate from the game, from the universe, from mm-hmm. the earth, you know. And I was sort of like kind of given a little bit of a uh, reframe on what we had briefly talked about, of, like playing the game. Yeah. Because I had listened to this podcast that just sort of like reminded me that like, you know, just that idea of playing the game is sort of egoic. It's this idea that like, you know, we need to improve the self, the the ego. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what we're doing with this reset. Yeah. So I feel like juggling that and keeping that in balance and keeping ourselves in um, a free-flowing, fun and fulfilling mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Not doing this out of desperation or clinginess or, you know obligation. Obligation yeah. or or sense of um if we don't do this, we're gonna be lesser people mm-hmm. because of it. Like right. like we're trying to save ourselves right now. Like mm-hmm. no, we're just recognizing that like ego or not, you know, aware of awareness or not we're in this experience Mm -hmm. we are experiencing so like is it enough just to be that you know all experiences go is it enough to just be zen with that that's up to you 
ultimately. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're trying to do is keep, you know, one hand on the reins of, yes, let's identify with a greater awareness. Let's identify with the isness of the moment. Let's mm-hmm. remember that we are the moment. Yeah. And that our egos are temporary aspects of the moment. Mm-hmm. But also, oh, well, but we do have some say in how we co-create yeah. in this moment as these individuated consciousnesses, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So it's like, you know, just... That 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 balance, that tug of war between mm-hmm. the ego, because if we go too into this, then we're going to be distracted into this. You, oh, I need to make my ego the best ego that there's ever been, you know. <laughs> but if I go too far in the other way, which is what I have done in the past, then I'm not then I'm not playing my part in a way that's actually fulfilling or fun. Mm-hmm. If I'm too in the anything goes, everything's okay already. You right. Know? The moment is. I don't need to do anything to make the moment valid mm-hmm. or yeah you get where i'm going i get it yeah yeah, yeah. So. and when you're playing your highest self role like the moment is and it's perfect you know yeah and like what would your highest expression of that perfection be mm-hmm. right yeah being in that highest timeline mm-hmm. you know or that ideal timeline that highest self that deepest self the most true version of the illusion you know the most authentic ego one that is individuated but also there's almost a transparency as well mm-hmm. you know yeah like you you know when you're in the presence of someone that is in presence rather than an ego mm-hmm. and our default is absolutely ego yeah. of course you know so anyway um yeah i mean just to summarize i just mean you know literally just being being aware of that that greater awareness while also mm-hmm. trying to clear out space for the ego to do its thing in a fun and fulfilling way. Yes. Rather than chasing my own tail, you know, yeah. or chasing the tail of the muse, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. we're chasing. I don't want to be chasing. Yeah. I want to be in flow. Right. Being in presence. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's intention. Yeah. Um, moving on. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the social reset? Um, Is there anything you want to say about like your time taking time off of Facebook and Instagram? Was that notable? Was there anything notable um, in that? Because you kept up with it a lot longer. Like we did that together, right? Yeah, yeah. That was we did. a long time ago. I was. I think it was like Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving. I did that. Um, I yeah. just. I didn't feel it. Like, I mean, I. I'm not going to say that I didn't feel like I was missing anything, but I don't, I don't feel like I was missing anything important. Like, I, I mean, mean, there is, there's some part of me that feels like I'm like not keeping up with my friends or like, I don't know what's going on. And like, there's uh, Facebook is a big mode of sharing events and things. So I definitely felt like I was a little bit out of the know of like, What's going on in the city? Are there any shows happening? Stuff like that. But I mean, I kept Messenger and like all right, we have that group chat with our you know group of friends, so I know what's happening in that. Yeah, um, it probably helps that I was also still. And yeah, you had a little bit of a grasp on what's going yeah, on. I would let you know if there's anything that really yeah, came up. Right. Yeah. And hopefully, if there was something that really came up, like a friend would reach out or something. Yeah. 
But that's but, the thing is that there's an assumption that we're all on Facebook. Right. Even the people that are on mm-hmm. Facebook, you mm-hmm. invite them to an event or something, you just assume that like they saw it. Right. Like, you assume that they're even so spending lost. time on Facebook. Yeah. You know, maybe they have an account, but they're not actually active. Right. Which I kind of hope that more people yeah. aren't, right. you know, using it so much. But I mean, that's definitely motivation to like, like I said, reach out to people yeah. and make plans to see them and not just like assume that you're going to run into somebody at some point at a mutual friends get together or at an event out in the city kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. Um, but that is a way that social media has it, has its hooks in us. Yeah. It's that idea that we have to stay um, afloat to the events mm-hmm. and even messenger. Yeah. You know, just as like basically the, the new meta text message, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, right, because I mean, I don't have all my friends' numbers. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that the other day. Yeah, you were talking about that. Um, but yeah, I think that's that. That pretty much, you know, I think for me, like maybe making a list of like people that I, I mean, there's certain people that I've lost connection with mm-hmm. for real that I would like to reconnect with, and that's been on my list. And I just, I mean, at what point would I break my my mold, my routine mm-hmm. to be like, oh, dude. Hit up that person that you haven't talked to in years or whatever. Yeah. You know, like what, what's that catalyst going to be? Like, it's not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to want it. You have to make space for that. Yeah. And intend, I've intended to do it and I still haven't followed through. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I get a little bit more intentional about doing yeah. that, at, at least on a weekly basis mm-hmm. and having a sort of idea, a list of people that I, that I want. To make that connection mm-hmm. with, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Like you said, your grandma, you know, just family and. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be such a big thing. Like, and I, because yeah. I feel like, um, like, especially when you've fallen out of touch with friends. So it feels like, like the connect, next conversation is, to has to be hours. Yes. Right. So it's like, especially like during like lockdown and stuff when I wasn't seeing my family, like I would call my mom and it would be on the phone for three or four hours. And it was like, it, it, exhausting to be on the phone like so it's like i kind of expect that yeah Yeah, you kind of yeah but it just it doesn't have to that's part of the reason why i don't do it because i'm just like i Mm -hmm. convince myself do i have energy for a three-hour conversation do i even want to be vulnerable out loud and that's how a lot of times i lose my Mm -hmm. inkling to reach out to people right you know um, so doing it from a place of like abundance rather mm-hmm. than like, I'm feeling low, I should reach out to someone. Yeah. You know? Right. To because, pep me back up. Yeah. Or just not, not necessarily framed in the way that they're going to pet me, but just that I know through connecting that that will right. raise my spirits. Right. And a lot of times in self, uh, self sabotaging habit, I know that that's true, but I won't do it because mm-hmm. part of me is, you know enjoying feeling bad yeah you know like i said mm-hmm. before there's lower aspects of self you mm-hmm. know yeah. yeah not gonna act like that hasn't happened mm-hmm. so yeah anyway um yeah anything else? um to take us into the next section i was thinking like i liked what you said about like keeping your phone on the charger you know that it's not in your line of sight all the time a cool thing that could be to replace that with a notebook. Like you have a notebook in your site at all times, not at all times, but like in your presence. So like, if you have an idea of like, maybe you're in the middle of something, but you're thinking, Oh, I need to reach out to this person, you know, write it down. So it doesn't get lost mm-hmm. or, you know, and yeah. takes me into 
the journal reset, the inner reset that like we have a notebook specifically for this reset to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, make a loose agenda for the day. Like all the things that we need to get done, maybe some things that we want to get done, some things that we just want to do rather than achieve. Um, Food log, just a a general notebook to document our experience of resetting Mm -hmm. our energy. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And uh, on that note, part of something that I struggle with is having uh, evening routines is a serious struggle and morning routines has been somewhat implemented over Mm -hmm. the last couple of years. It's mostly hydration and different forms of hydration, (laughs) (laughs) you know, water, uh, apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. apple cider. Why is this apple cider vinegar? ACV, if you will. ACV. (laughs) You know, little elixirs like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's really been, I've finally gotten back to like drinking a lemon in the morning, Mm -hmm. doing oil pooling, you know, dental hygiene, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's what oil pooling is. (laughs) I brush my teeth every day, don't worry. At least twice. (laughs) At least twice. (laughs) Um, At least twice. (laughs) (laughs) I'll speak for myself. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, one thing, one single thing that I want to do in the evening is to keep a gratitude journal. Yes. And that is like a two part thing. First, you know, listing things that I'm grateful for just to like dwell in gratitude, which I feel is like one of the highest energies to be in for real. Um, but also almost as a inverse to do list to document the things that I did today Mm -hmm. you know including doing nothing i rested i can feel grateful for that you know feeling grateful for the things that i did accomplish Mm -hmm. rather than starting the day with i'm gonna do all these things doing maybe one to zero of them and then feeling bad about setting myself up to feel Mm -hmm. uh like i failed yeah you know setting myself up for success in this way of Mm -hmm. documenting the things that i felt fulfilled and doing i like that um, and I've thought about that for the last few days and, um, I need to keep my journal outside of the bedroom because you tend to go to bed before I do. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I, that's a easy gate for me to not go through the gate of, do I go in there and get my notebook and maybe wake you up or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I keep it by my mm-hmm. bed thinking that I'll do it before going to sleep. But you're not going to turn the, the light on. And you're <laughs> yeah. already asleep. So that's again, setting myself up for failure. You need a headlamp. Yeah. So I was almost I was thinking that your office could be like a good place wind for down me to place. Do yeah. yeah. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's wind a good down, idea. Mm-hmm. Wind down environment. Cool. Yeah. It's the reading room, you know, like yeah. reading mm-hmm. instead of doom scrolling, you yeah. know, in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when you guys do your doom scrolling, but mine <laughs> usually takes place somewhere <laughs> between eight AM and two AM. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So can you describe what doom scrolling is? Oh, you've never heard that no, phrase. Really? Oh, wow. Uh, just anxiously scrolling, you know, just mindless scrolling. Looking but also for the next like, doomsday. Well, that's okay. the thing. Is that I see. There's so much doom and gloom yeah, in the internet, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like when I shut off my phone, you know, there's a great meme going around that's a quote of uh, Duncan Trussell where he's like, some poor fool out there has no idea how angry he should be. That's right. I've heard that like one. That. Yeah. You know, some poor, poor fool sitting by a waterfall has no idea how pissed they should be or something, <laughs> something like that. And so true. So true. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole 
another thing um, we could get into. But um, yeah, what else do you want to say about that pretty much handles journal? Yeah. Um, free time reset. Yeah, I'm just being more conscious about the things that I like to do. Like we brought up on the last conversation, um, not doing the things that we want to do because we feel like we don't deserve it mm -hmm. because there's so many other things to do. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, being more conscious about the things that I want to do. Like the weather's getting nicer. I want to spend more time outside. I like to get all the vitamin D that I possibly can and walk, hike. Jog. You name it, yeah. Garden. Get out and put my hands in the dirt. You know? Yeah. Got plenty that we could do. Yeah. And that can be fun. Yeah, right. When we don't treat it as a chore. Yeah. Um, it's something that I want to do. Yeah. I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just even today, you know, I did a quick jog around a trail, you know, mm -hmm. and it was a pretty gloomy day, but like, yeah. moving my body, I was quickly warm. Yeah. Maybe too warm mm -hmm. for a second. Got my heartbeat, you know, elevated. And mm -hmm. that, that cardio, I think cardio, yeah. five days a week is something to shoot for. Yeah. For real. Sure. And it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be this huge endeavor. No. You know, it can be 15 minutes of mindfulness, 15 minute meditation. Five 15. minutes if all that's all you have. If I mean, we could have, do yeah. anything for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, bottom line, this is a customize your own trip type of, endeavor that we're getting into and like yeah. resetting the energy like again taking out the obligation factor mm -hmm. the should factor yeah and just like what do you want to do you know on the topic of how we spend our free time you know for me i think that's like and and this this was true for like the the dietary aspect of it too it's like basically just swapping my ratios you know mm -hmm. instead of eating primarily uh carbs and protein and dates yeah carbs <laughs> Sweets, uh -huh. you know, fruit, uh, dried fruit. I could eat more. <laughs> I know, dates, dates aren't, aren't dried. Dates aren't dried. <laughs> anyway, uh, swapping ratios in the sense of like, you know, what does my plate look like throughout the day? My my daily plate. Is it mostly carbs and like a little bit of greens? Like, how about switch that ratio? A lot mm -hmm. of greens. A lot of greens and less of the other stuff. Yeah. You know, just more balance and like... When that comes to free time, you know, am I doing yoga once a month and playing video games daily? Like, why don't you swap that ratio, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about, like, playing games and watching stuff during the lockdown last time. And uh, it's just kind of an ironic thing because I, I played video games as a kid. Yeah. And then I made, like, a conscious decision in high school. I was like, and uh, I tell this story sometimes, so I guess so. <laughs> there was one time in World of Warcraft... Um, this is like one of the first, at least one of the most popular MMOs. I don't even know what that stands for, but it's, you know, the the online play RPGs with your friends online type of game. Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft. Sure, you've heard of it. Um, so it's this huge world. And you could fly from one city to the next. And it would fly there in real time. Mm -hmm. You know, So it would take like 30 seconds to a minute and a half to get to the next city or whatever. And I would have my have my guitar at my computer with like some some tab paper, like staff paper, mm -hmm. um, like try to write a little bit of a riff 
during that travel time. And I was just like, bro, what are you doing here? Like, you need to make a decision. Are you a composer, musician, songwriter, or are you a gamer? I was like, easy choice, you know? Mm -hmm. And I felt good about, like, not having a PlayStation 3 or any game system. Mm-hmm. After that, in my 20s, you know, pretty much throughout my whole 20s, like, I didn't yeah. really play games unless I was playing You didn't have a TV until I came around along. Yeah. I mean, with a laptop, you don't really need one, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. And so, like, yeah, we we indulged and got a PlayStation 4, like, right before the lockdown. Yeah. And it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, anyway, um, I don't know if there's a point to that story or not, but I guess it's just, you know. It's, it's another thing to just kind of veg out with and you know i'm not playing like a ton of games or whatever mm-hmm. but it, it, it has become something that's just easy to do that instead. yeah and that's like a perfect example of that room the first room when you walk into the house yeah you know, we intended when we bought this house for that to be like basically yoga studio vibes yeah and it has slowly turned into you know a typical living room Right. You know, or family room or whatever you call those, you mm-hmm. know. We don't have a TV, but we have a projector. And the right. projector's on, like, almost every day. Yeah. You know, so I think resetting that space mm-hmm. so that it feels more inviting to just, like, rest and reactivate mm-hmm. yoga. Yeah. You know, rather than place to kick it and mm-hmm. yeah, not do those things. Right. Avoid doing those things. I, I just uh, want to make the point that, like... Vegging out, I I'm feel like I know you're not, yeah. but I just want to like say I think that it has its time and its place. Like you said, flipping yeah, the proportions because like I do feel like turning off your brain and like there is healthy distraction and that that's a good way to relax. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be every single I mean, day for hours. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can make the claim that meditation is turning off your brain. Yeah. You know, just doing it in a mindful way. It's mm-hmm. not a distraction. It's a practice. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I don't know. That's that's a debate we could have another time. But I, I hear you. I don't, I'm not here to make a, uh, you know, Ten Commandments of the right way to live and the wrong way to live, mm-hmm. you know, to your point. I, I like playing certain games. Mm-hmm. I like RPGs, you know, Final Fantasy VII's remake is out right now and there will be more parts and I will yes. be playing them. Right. You know, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to mm-hmm. enjoy being in a different game and a different experience. Mm-hmm. And when we have the projector taking up the whole screen, the whole it's wall, an experience. it's a sweet experience. It is, you yeah. Know? Like I, There's I, some good stories out there. Exactly, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a story that deeply resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, but does that mean I need to replay every Final Fantasy that exists? I don't know. Probably not, (laughs) you know, at least not a race to do so. Yeah. Which hasn't been the case, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to belabor the point, but yeah. Yeah. So your point, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I will never play video games again or that I feel shame in doing that Mm -hmm. or that anyone should, you know, it's just, it's about balance. It's just about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Is this really what I want to be? Shining my finite resource of yeah, attention right. into. So one thing that I know is finite is my time mm-hmm. on earth. You know, how do right. I want to spend it? And is this going to fill me in this moment? Yeah. Like, is this what's the best thing for me right now? Yeah. Or am I avoiding something? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so yeah. that's that. We can, you know, again, customize your trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure Choose out what your own adventure. Yeah. That's what, that's the phrase I've been <laughs> 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 Customize your trip. <laughs> yeah, just 
just rolls off the tongue. You know? <laughs> Everyone says that. Um, yeah. So, so what else we got? Um, so uh, we can get into the dietary things. Yeah. So, we're... so we did we did a, a decent amount of that in the yeah. last episode. So you know, like, um, I think talking about the term clean eating would be a decent thing to do because yeah. you know, um, one of my cousins uh, posted this uh, TikTok that was this person talking about how um, the idea of clean eating is kind of bogus that there aren't bad foods that food is neutral that chemicals are chemicals and it's you mm-hmm. know basically just making that claim that like I don't know. I don't know verbatim what what they said, but that was okay. the gist of it. You yeah, know, that that food is neutral, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I don't know that I entirely agree, a hundred percent. You mm-hmm. know, like like trans fats, those are pretty pretty well documented to be not good for us because you don't find them in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but as far as you know, everything else. Our proteins, car, you know, the protein versus carbohydrate, the fat versus sugar, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like all that thing. Like, yeah, I agree. We should relax our importance around that, and that yeah. ultimately things are neutral, mm-hmm. and it's about our relationship to these things. Yeah, but like you know, I think part of that is being like really honest about like you know how do I feel after eating cheese and crackers versus how do I feel after eating celery and peanut butter, yeah. something like that. Right. You know, how do I feel eating celery and peanut butter? Uh, like a normal quantity versus like eating half of a jar of peanut butter. Right. You know, yeah. these types of things. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is neutral, but um, yeah. I could have a cleaner relationship to yeah, to these things. Um, but yeah, so to your point, we're, we're going to go like clean eating for the rest of this month. Do you want to describe what that means to you? Yeah. Um, to me, that means like whole foods, yeah. you know, like. And meaning foods that come from the earth. Yeah, plant based. Yeah, more or less. More or less plant based. Um, I like cheese. So, do you feel uh, like cheese is a clean food for this particular reset? For this particular reset, I think that I would benefit from taking some time away from cheese. And seeing how I feel without it. Just and, as an experiment or, or why? Um, just because it's something that I've built up an emotional relationship with. I love cheese. I want to eat cheese on everything. And um, I don't know that I physically feel bad after eating cheese. But when I want to lower my importance around food, I feel like cheese is a big part of that. You know, yeah. that I have to have cheese with every meal. Like, I probably don't, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But I do kind of feel like it is a main protein source. So finding ways to replace that with other protein. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But my ideal life going forward is going to include cheese. Like, that's not something that I'm leaving behind. Are you trying to implement different ratios of consumption? Yeah, like I don't need to have cheese at every meal, and I don't need to fantasize about cheese when I'm not eating cheese. (laughs) Um, What now? (laughs) Thinking about what my next mode of (laughs) 
cheese is going to be. Am wow. I going to eat pizza? Am I going to eat Legit? cheese on a sandwich? Am I going to, yeah, what am I going to eat cheese with? Wow. Yeah, word. Okay. Then that's, yeah, that's definitely you know, something to experiment with. Yeah. You know, so challenging, stretching your emotional attachment to yeah. that. Um, like how much better is it gonna taste like if i'm not eating it all the time if it's truly like a treat yeah my thing with cheese is and dairy in general is um sort of along the vegan perspective while not being um absolute about it um i I mean, the vegan perspective would be no eggs, no honey. Those are both pretty, pretty much staples in our diet. Okay. I could, I could probably eat less eggs, but I don't really eat that much of them. To me, it's um, about like mucus forming foods, and I'm gonna have Ryan on the podcast at some yeah. point to talk about the mucus mucusless diet, um, and he can give us more information on that. But I feel that um, cheese, I feel that it's mucus forming. And I feel that I would benefit personally from less mucus-laden mm -hmm. food. Yeah. Um, and it might be that way for eggs, too. I'm not sure. But my main thing with cheese is that I would feel fine about it being a treat of sorts, you know, a delicacy, if I knew where it was coming from. And even though we buy organic cheese, like, like we talked about before, that is kind of almost a BS label sometimes it's hard to trust that organic means sustainable yeah you know um so that's my main thing is that i do not want to invest and support invest in the dairy industry you know and the the treatment of of cows and livestock and yeah stuff like that you know we we buy you know pasture raised eggs you know pay a lot more for those you know yeah and hopefully those are true marketing you know hopefully those are authentically advertised mm -hmm. um because yeah I, I don't feel that that's something to invest in you know to to treat animals as commodities as as little biological robots that are here for our bidding yeah. i don't that doesn't feel like a sustainable flow it doesn't feel harmonic with our environment mm -hmm. i'm not again not being absolutist about this i don't think that we shouldn't collaborate with animals um and as we were talking about last time like i don't i don't inherently think that people shouldn't eat meat and that there's no healthy way of consuming meat maybe at some point i'll change my mind on that but right now i think that that could be a healthy collaboration mm -hmm. if it's a collaboration and not a siphoning and a slavery essentially siphoning is a good word you know um because you know we're we're energy and if those animals are carrying if they have cortisol uh flooding their bloodstream for their whole lives mm -hmm. you know and they see the light of day like point one percent of their life like no that's not going to be a high vibration to ingest and consume yeah. and collaborate biologically with mm -hmm. so um off the soapbox on that for now but yeah i feel like I, I could definitely cut cheese for this time period yeah and bring it back as a delicacy mm -hmm. hopefully from from farm farm markets and like yeah that type of right well i was just reminded of um like what were those boxes that you guys would put together for the markets at um 
right and center. Wouldn't there be like people would come in like once a week and they would get a box of what was ever available that week? Are you thinking of commodities? No. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. And I know, I know like local farms do it. And I know it's something that oh, you can order through oh, sure, like ETC sure, yeah. is that like they put you order like, I need this much food for this many yeah. people for this amount of time. Yeah. And they like and put together boxes. Those are harvest. Our okay. Harvest. Yeah. We, you didn't, it didn't put together. actually go that okay. way with, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I was thinking that that could be a good thing. You know, like we would get our eggs delivered from the farm, from local farms, whatever produce is fresh that week. Oh, yeah, and that's a good idea. And there's probably a dairy form of that, too, where they, yeah. you know, farm fresh dairy and stuff from local places. Yeah. That would be a good thing, and that would free up so much groceries time, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and really, and, like, and eating what's good our, and what's in season. Yes, yes, and it would reallocate our investment mm -hmm. out of the Kroger monopoly yeah. and out of the, you know, big supermarket, um, culture, which, you know, blessed be like, obviously blessed I'm grateful be. for our access to, to resources for sure. But, mm -hmm. um, I do think we need to get serious about being mindful about how the systems and the structures that allow for that to be, mm -hmm. you know, as we talked about last time, so much waste is yeah. a byproduct of that particular structuring yeah. of Gosh. the way we, manage and um organize yeah. with supermarkets is not sustainable yeah it's not sustainable we don't need to be creating food that goes to waste mm -hmm. are you on dumpster dive talk no i'm not i'm on dumpster dive talk and <laughs> just one. go on uh, it's it's pretty wild the things that people get from dumpster yeah. diving and it is all good stuff like there's this one person's account where they feed, they live in some sort of intentional community and they go to grocery stores after they close, get in their dumpsters and they pull out all this good food that they take home and they wash it all and prepare it for whatever they need it for. Like they'll go ahead and like boil up the potatoes or something, you know, freeze them, that kind of thing. It's just like, it's a mate, like hundreds of pounds worth of food. It's just thrown away. Yeah, I mean, I and know. like this woman went to, I think it was like a CVS or a Walgreens or something. And she went through their garbage and pulled out all kinds of like, I mean, it was like candy and stuff, but like even like Christmas presents, like since it had Christmas packaging, all the expiration dates and everything were fine, but it was just that it had the wrong packaging. So they just threw it all in the trash. And it's, it's easier than dealing because, with it. Yeah, yeah, than putting it on sale or something or like even donating it. It's like right, right. that's what mind-boggling. Mhm. Mm but yeah, not to No, that's It's it's interesting the picture, yeah. the different mentalities. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Shadow of capitalism yeah. there. I said it. <laughs> it is yeah. a shadow of capitalism. We can have yeah. a market. We can have a free exchange of collaborations yeah. and of creations without mm -hmm. it being the way that it is yeah and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out we're figuring it out you know yeah. this is part of evolution mm -hmm. we're not the cream of the crop the no. way we think we are we're Especially, not the top of the food nope. chain we're not yeah, yeah. technically gods among dumb animals you know we're, no no not like that yeah. Yeah. top of the but technically we are at the top of the food chain Say. Metaphorically. But only because Sym we have symbolically weapons. Symbolically speaking, I don't know. Yeah. I think 
you know, there there could be something that comes around and gives us a good cosmic spanking. Yeah. I just. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So timeline. Are we talking timeline? Timeline. Oh, time frame. Time frame. Yeah. I mean, do we? We don't really need to talk about that. No, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty on all that. Yeah. But um, we were talking about. Okay. Well, let's continue with the dietary stuff. So okay. Yeah. For the rest of the, this month, we're gonna be clean eating, mm-hmm. clean eating, getting rid of our cheese and our. The stuff that we have in the, the house. Only thing yeah. In the house that we're really. Right. I mean, we have bags of sugar in the thing for baking and stuff. I don't I think. Don't, that, I mean, I, I have coconut sugar. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um, I'm just saying I don't think that's an issue. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, getting rid of that. And um, we were going to do some fasting. Yes. Regular fast. Yeah. So I'm already, you probably more or less the same. I already weigh like at least 12 hours. Mm -hmm. I think maybe doing like 15 hours. Yeah. Maybe three to four days a week. And then... Mm -hmm. One or two days a week, we could do a 24-hour fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to build up to longer, we could. Mm-hmm. I think at, at some point, especially after I talk to Ryan, I have a feeling I will be a little bit more inspired to do a, a longer-term fast, maybe like a week Ooh, wow. or something like that. That's ambitious. Um, he's done – I mean, people have done month-long yeah. Months, mm-hmm. months of fasting and, and gotten really energetic states. And uh, we'll get into that when I talk to Ryan, mm-hmm. the reasoning behind that and stuff. But um, yeah, so again, create your own adventure. But I think some some 24-hour fast would definitely be mm-hmm. good for us. And then when you get back from vacation, we'll do three days of a bone broth fast. Mm-hmm. And then after that, what's up? Um, so after that, it's really like putting into practice our lifestyle that we want to live going forward. Um, Certain things we want to implement, just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing in turmeric. Yeah, just yeah, diet, regular you know, things. Making elixirs yeah. with that. Um, what was that one? Uh, spirulina. That oh, type yeah. Of thing. You know, we just need to go re up on our herbs and stuff. And- yeah. Oh, and then that brings me to the other thing is, uh, you know, I want to invoke some fungi allegiance mm-hmm. in this as well you know um lion's mane uh we were talking microdosing psilocybin uh lion's mane is there's a lot of attention going into that as far as it stimulating neuroplasticity mm-hmm. so using those as medicine to help invigorate our motivation to change our habits mm-hmm. Lion's mane could be crucial in that, psilocybin as well. Yeah. Um, if you have not seen the movie Fantastic Fungi, it's like... Life-changing. Yeah, one of my like top five movies for sure. Uh, probably my favorite documentary at this point yeah. in my life. It just, again, it wasn't necessarily all new information, but there was a lot there, of new information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not necessarily scientific-minded people. Um, learned a lot about Mycelium Network learned a lot about how fungi is a part of the communication system between mm-hmm. plants. Yeah. Uh, the way that roots, tree roots, for instance, communicate through each other mm-hmm. via m- mycelium networks. Mm-hmm. Mycelium is almost like the biological internet. Mm-hmm. And so mushrooms are the fruiting body of the mycelium. 
And um, so there's there's many different branches, you know, just like different websites on a on mm-hmm. the internet or whatever. But yeah. like that that interweb, it's crazy how uh, parallel mm-hmm. it sort of seems to be reflected in mycelium yeah. network throughout the earth. Right. And just really mind blowing, really inspiring stuff. And it's just also visually, yeah, intensely beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. They it go above and beyond, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I also just found a cookbook from the Fantastic Fungi community at the library, so I'm really excited to dive through that, too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much um, wild-foraged recipes in that book, and it's all from people that are connected through that film. So that's really exciting. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can totally tie that in with, you know, like hikes, like finding mushrooms around here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've, there's sure. probably stuff growing in our backyard that we don't even know. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, identifying that type of thing would be a fun endeavor mm-hmm. that we have barely, started. Yeah. We yeah but of it a couple it's... years ago. We have foraged um, chicken of the woods, which is a bright orange mushroom um, that you can find in late summer, early fall. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty readily yeah. in the Cincinnati area. And it's um, super easy to identify too. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, there's no lookalikes. There, no, there is, but it's it's not that close of a lookalike. Right. But there are the jack o' lantern. But they called. look completely yeah. different. They just well, both orange. happen to be orange. Yeah. Yeah. So to a completely untrained eye, like if you if you're just looking for an orange mushroom, like they are technically look like you'll see them yeah. labeled as lookalikes mm-hmm. if you look it up. But like, yeah. But when point, you look at two pictures of them, they're, yeah. they're completely different. There are there are other lookalikes for other species that right. are way closer and harder to tell. Mm-hmm. These ones are pretty pretty easy to tell. Yeah. So it's like pretty easy level foraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hen of the Woods is another one that we could find in Cincinnati that yeah. I always kind of keep an eye out for when I go to Stanbury. Mm-hmm. Oysters too. Oysters, really? I think so. Okay. I feel like that was yeah. one. So I think Stephen told us about that one. I don't know if they're indigenous to this area. I'm not sure. We thought we found a bunch. That yeah, one time, they weren't. They, they weren't. They were lookalikes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Lion's Mane, definitely. I think we're going to start uh, grab some of that mud water uh, coffee substitute. Joe brought me some the other day. Oh, that's nice. And it was, it was good. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the most flavorful thing. Like, you know, you can add some milk or Make honey, it into like honey. a latte. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I'm enjoy your life. I'm I'm good with drinking earthy type stuff like that. I think yeah. that would be a perfect caffeine, caffeine. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> a coffee substitute. <laughs> um, I think I made that transition because uh, I was thinking we haven't really talked about like that being a part of clean eating. I, yeah, you the, know, ca- dropping, the caffeine. Dropping the caffeine. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have matcha like a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. maybe like microdose matcha. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think getting getting to the point where caffeine is more of a treat than a crutch yeah would be good too um but yeah um anything you want to say about all that what about the microdosing anything you want to say about that um microdosing i mean i'm really just looking forward to collaborating with the Plant ally, not even really a plant, but yeah. the fun guy, the fun, the fun guy, um, you know, to help rewire some things, you know, it's a perfect time. Yeah. 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 You know, spring reset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're, they're 
I don't want to say small tools. They're small. They're mighty tools. Yeah, they're mighty. They're mighty tools taken at medicinal doses. Yes. You know? So you know, microdosing anything, you're barely if 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 at all, if you mm-hmm. notice it at all, it's almost in hindsight that like, oh yeah, I guess it did like sort of allow my day to be a little bit more flowy. Yeah. But you know, it's not psychedelic dosing. Yeah. It's um, medicinal There's dosing. Not that psychedelic dosing now. isn't medicinal, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But right. this is yeah. truly medicinal, but yeah. you're not gonna feel weird going out into the world and interacting yeah. at a normal level. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's tons of research. If you're interested, please do some research. If you're not familiar with psilocybin, um, fantastic fun guy. Yeah. It is a great introduction to Yeah. That. Paul Stamets. Like yeah. he's a big player in the film. He, it's his film and he, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gives his personal it's not account. his film. It's not? Some guy named like Paul or something. Last name Stamets. His name is Paul Stamets. Hold on, <laughs> it's somebody else. I read really? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it is. He, it's, I mean, he he's narrates a it. Yeah. He's yeah. He's he doesn't narrate it. Brie uh, Larson he, okay, narrates he doesn't, it. He doesn't narrate it. <laughs> he's interviewed in it. He's like the main guy. It, it, it follows like his journey and it talks about his company and. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a key player, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not he's the, his. He's film. like the main character in the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was the director. Maybe not. I think he's probably a producer, but yeah. it's not yeah. his film. I think his name's like Jordan or something. Okay. Well, I mean, I knew that he didn't like, just make it on his names. iPhone, like in his basement <laughs> yeah. by himself or anything. But yeah, like it's it's basically a Paul Stamets film, you know. Okay. Um, in the sense, <laughs> the guy that, who made it probably wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> in the sense that you would say like, oh, you know, like a uh, Brad Brad Pitt film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that <laughs> this guy, no one else collaborated. He wrote it, directed it. Yeah. <laughs> It feels like his project, but yeah, credit yeah. where mm-hmm. credits do. Yeah, um, I don't know the director, uh, but the point being, um, Paul Stamets gives his personal account with psilocybin. Yeah, and, um, and at the end of the film, they talk about um, people taking therapeutic, psychedelic therapeutic doses of psilocybin, and you know, essentially, like coming to terms with their death. Uh, did I say fatally diagnosed patients? I don't did think I, you did. Did I say patients at all? I don't know that you did. Okay, what did I say? Did I say elderly? Honestly, I don't remember now. <laughs> they gave it to old people, and they stopped fearing death. Yeah. If that's what I said, that's not exactly what I meant. Um, they, yeah. Rewind. Hold on, let's just start that over. Okay. And at the near the end of the film, they give... Um, psychedelic therapeutic doses to um patients with fatally terminally ill Ill people yes Mm -hmm. yes and um their accounts of like essentially coming to terms with their situation and Mm -hmm. coming to terms with death and that's certainly been my experience as well i was just talking to someone about this earlier this week you know um and i'm not gonna give details um i'm not gonna go off about it right now but it's true i i would i would be in a much darker space especially the state of the world if i had never experienced psychedelic mushrooms Mm. and uh i've said it before and i'll continue to say it again and you know it's not i'm not necessarily saying that everyone should 
make that a part of their life, but I think that it is safe for everyone to make it a part of their life. Yeah. And it, it definitely mm-hmm. is verified time and time again as being one of the most non-toxic drugs, you know, that, mm-hmm. that exists. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it totally resonates with me that psilocybin is the reason that we are the way that we are now, that we've evolved to be. I mean, we've co-evolved. These conscious sure. humans. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it, it would almost be insane and astronomically, like statistically, uh, the odds of it not having any influence mm-hmm. on our evolution. Yeah. Pretty low. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, Do you want to watch Fantastic Fun Guy tonight? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> soon. It's, I like it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the intention of that is, yeah, just a little assistance. And, yeah, a little um, boost, a little collaboration. Yeah. To little... help instill habits, you know. To help it... um, c- connectivity. Mm-hmm. of of the brain that's one of the things that many psychedelics do mm-hmm. is they allow the two halves the right brain and the left brain to mm-hmm. communicate with one another yeah. in a whole brained experience um, much in the way that meditation and yoga have been um, measured mm-hmm. to do so as well when people do what's that brain scan called like MRI um, maybe cat scan one of those. What's the one where they plug up the things and they can like see a visual oh, representation no of like your brain signals and stuff like that? Well, they do brain that. Scan. Pe- brain scan. They scan it. I don't know. I don't know. Science. Um, yeah. Uh, well, when they do that to people meditating, it's a s- similar thing to when they uh, mm-hmm. get get monks who are you know very adept at um, getting into that meditative yeah, space. Yeah, getting into the flow state and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. the same type of deal. You're full whole brained connectivity mm-hmm. and so even on a microscopic level of you know collaborating with psilocybin it's sort of allowing that um that reset you know mm-hmm. our our days are so often mirrors of yesterday you know we tend to we've got this groove we got this routine we got this habit that becomes a personality right and so mm-hmm. this just allows a little bit of a refresh, you know, just refresh the screen, mm-hmm. just reset the brain a little bit. And obviously at, you know, microdoses, it's not a obtuse, you know, explicit reset of an experience, but it's um, an encouragement in those yeah. directions. Mm-hmm. So, it's a tool. Yeah. It's medicine. Um, anything else? Enough said. I think that's enough said. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Spring clean. Spring reset. Spring reset. Yeah. yeah. Game plan. All right, cool. All right, if, uh, if you guys are doing any sort of reset out there, we'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what's worked for you in the past or what, what you're getting into this spring. Um, yeah, let's, let's clean it up. Yeah. Let's get this thing, get this movement moving. Thank you.